Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk about, what do you know, another Vikings victory via 61-yard franchise-setting field goal by our guy, Joe, oh wait, he's not necessarily our guy, I mean, he's our guy, but he's not our guy, you know what I mean? Anyway, whew, you know, I don't know what it is with this team this year. Um, it, it is stressful and all that, but it has been a hell of a run record after record after record, whether it's, you know, JJ setting two separate records, uh, through 15 games too. So that was nice that he didn't get the extra 17 and that's the only way he got the record type stuff. Um, I mean, 11 and 0 now, the most wins one score. Uh, in the NFL history, it's just crazy, man. It is just crazy. But, of course, we're going to get into this dig deep into that game against the Giants, making the Vikings 12-3 and with two games left, breaking it all down. We did get a Daniil Hunter game. We sure did. Uh, we also got a, a TJ, JJ. We got a TJ, JJ, CJ, KJ. How many, how many do we got here? Do we got one more in there? I think we got one more in there. We got a lot of J's on the team. I love it. Anyway, um, it was just a fun, phenomenal game. Just crazy, dude. Just nuts. And, of course, so we'll talk that through. And, of course, we got to preview and predict the Vikes traveling on the road in a much, uh, you know, better environment as far as the weather goes rather than having it this, you know, on Christmas Eve this year at Green Bay, big, big game. They are a little hot here late last couple of games. Really, even though they lost two before this three game winning streak, they were pretty tight games. So they are on the up and up. They're looking better than they did week one. That's for sure. Um, But at Green Bay, man, um, it's not a must win. It's a must-win for them. It's not a must-win for us, but, man, it would be nice to hold on to that second seed because it doesn't appear that San Francisco is going to lose again. I think Washington was probably the best shot there, and that did not happen. So um, if this is your first time listening to the Purple People Leaders podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope radio. You don't have to go to blog talk and rope it open and download the show directly there or listen to the browser when it streams live you can find this plat this here podcast for the vikings purple people eaters under the rope Adobe radio podcast platform on apple podcast iHeartRadio, player fm stitcher tune in google podcast amazon music we have a spotify page leaving loser living in loserville spricker page so it's all over the place uh, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to the com and Sports News 24 as well. One more thing. If you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, I got something for you. It's some new deals for DirecTV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99. You can save $50 over five months if you go with the choice package or above and buy the exclusive DirecTV streaming device. They still have that three-month savings of $160 um, if you go with the choice or above, as well as far as packages. That includes HBO Max, Stars, Showtime, Epics, and Cinemax. No annual contracts. No hidden fees. That's direct TV stream. Okay. Let's go ahead and bring in Aaron here. You know, at the beginning of the year, our guy Joseph, <clears throat> uh, what was he, one of six from 50? four or five, I think it was five extra points. He was struggling, majorly struggling. That's like those long 50-yard field goals, basically that's what he could do last year. Uh, Otherwise, it was real shaky. It seems like, knock on wood, that he's turned – it's kind of like a pitcher. You go through good and bad stretches through the season, and and he's he's kicking in just in time. But I did not – I mean, were you just thinking overtime, like, hey, man, it's going to be overtime. We're good. At least it's tied. We don't need this. What was going through your head? Because I got to admit, I wasn't going to jump on him too hard, being that it was from 61 yards. Can't jump on him too hard. It's like you said, like 61 yards. Um, so yeah, I thought overtime, obviously, you know, 
right, excuse me, I can't even speak right now, right, <laughs> left, either way, short, you know, anything. But just get out there and give it a, a good old try. But um, he, you know, look, he's still having a problem with the extra points. It's gone away for the last few weeks, but it's impending doom there. Um, he seems to be good 60 and then 40 and, and less. That 50-yard range hasn't been great this year. Um, he's a Viking kicker, so let's just, you know, slow down a little bit on this. We're good at kicker. But anyway, Vikings are never good at kicker, okay? No matter what. We've got games ahead. Now, I'm not trying to be the, the you know, doomsayer or anything here, but we're <laughs> not ready to, to crown this guy anything more than than uh, what he's got. Yeah, okay, great kick, 61 yards. Didn't think he was going to make it. Awesome. Glad that he did. Uh, he's made some game-winning kicks, which is, you know, we did say last year and on other times that make the ones that matter. That was our mantra, you know. Okay, you're going to miss this. You're going to miss that. Make the ones that matter. So you can't fault him on that. He's made the ones that matter. Um, but, you know, sometimes if you make another one, then, then the last one doesn't matter so much and all this stuff. But nonetheless, he has uh, – he was perfect the last two games, I think, with all of his kicks. So hope that continues. And, you know, we've got the TJ and the CJ. We need an AJ. Oh, we got uh, DJ, too. That's it. DJ. I knew we had another one. DJ, DJ well, dude, we got KJ, JJ, J, TJ. Oh, my God, dude. That's hilarious. That's such yeah. a Minnesota roster there, too, because, you know, we always got to create nicknames, you know. Good old Ken yeah. Her. That's Herbie. That's not Ken Herbeck. Yeah. That's Herbie. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Joseph, it's just, you know, I don't know how much of it is criticism of Joseph for me personally of him as a kicker. Um, you know, he's a little shaky. He's been shaky throughout his time here. Yep. But it, more of it's just, you know, you don't want games. If you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, you do not want games to come down to a kick. Yeah, you're right. And the extra point stuff lingers. He's had a couple of them that have been like, oh, you're, okay, you're, okay, you made it, cool, all right, you know, so you're right, uh, we definitely can't, uh, until he, until it's a Super Bowl and he kicks the game winner, we're not, we, we don't, we don't have kickers just yet, uh, but he has five of them this year, game winning, which we know there was that, what, two last year, uh, that would have been game winning, but, you know, he got a couple on the other side of that, too, but, yeah, man, it's, uh, special teams, though, was big, him, and then the block pun as well in a timely fashion. So we got to give some credit. You know, special teams, we've been making some kicks. Our punter made the Pro Bowl, then kicked, you know, his first punt was 28 yards. Like, hey, dude, uh, season's not over just yet. You're not in Honolulu playing flag football just yet, buddy. So just uh, start kicking that thing like you were. Um, but, yeah, we got to give shots out to the special teams pretty early in this one because – Obviously, the clutch 61 franchise record, and then the block, too. I mean, that was, what was that, under four minutes? I mean, that that was nasty, too, and we scored off of that. Um, but let's so start first, on – go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, this game sort of seems like the most normal-ish game of the season so far. Uh, obviously, it wasn't yeah, a blowout. True. Obviously, it wasn't, you know um, – Neither team had a big lead. It kind of there were some lead changes, but nobody pulled ahead very far. Um, everything stayed kind of in range, so you didn't need uh, very dramatic uh, swings. And it just kind of was a game that you kind of used to seeing. Um, obviously, you're not used to seeing a 61 yarder win it, but you are used to seeing the kind of the way the game flowed, and everybody kind of stayed in it. And they didn't come out flat. They didn't lay an egg. They didn't have to come back from 33 down. They didn't have to do all this other stuff. It's just kind of a standard NFL game that you happen to win. Yeah, didn't give up. Didn't get up 17-0, and then they're back, and we're down 20 to 17. Or yeah, you're right. That is a good point. Yeah, you're right. That that definitely, um, that definitely was there. And, and I think on that fourth and two, uh. We may have been able to extend the game right there. We'll get into that, though, that fourth and two that we weren't able to. We turned it over on downs. That could have been a game where we at least go, you know, burn some more clock, but maybe get a field goal, maybe get a touchdown on that drive. Maybe that would have extended it to where we wouldn't have to go 61 yards field goal to win it. But you're right. As far as this year goes, that was a pretty calm uh, game. 
all things considered, and on the offensive side, a pretty good, okay first half. Nothing crazy, but pretty good. Um, definitely fell asleep in the third quarter per usual, then turned right back around and delivered 17 points in the fourth quarter. TJ, 13 catches, tight end record for the Vikes, 109, two tutties, one tutty was just ridiculous, uh, pass and catch. Um, and then, of course, Jefferson, 12 catches, buck 33, touchdown. He broke Carter's record uh, for a season catches uh, in 15 games and then receiving yards. Moss did it, you know, in less than 16. So that was pretty good for uh, Jefferson. Dude, Jefferson's got, like, the most yards or was it fourth most, most yards or something like that. I got the stat here somewhere. But he, he's got through four. Now they're – it's getting – so crazy, Aaron. They're saying through four seasons. And as we know, this is his third season. So it's pretty crazy that he's already starting to line up, you know, to have the most through four seasons, and he's not even there yet. Uh, so it's going to be extremely tough to catch this young man. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a little herky jerky. Uh, there was a collision midair on that second drive. TJ wasn't able to. To, to bring it down, had a great catch uh, earlier, though. Collins got in there with the PBU. Really good play, really good shot. We had a deep shot to J.J., almost had it. Thielen had a drop on third and 11. Cook had that nice little cutback, a couple of cutbacks this game, but a cutback run on that first opening drive. Kind of back and forth. They had a three and out. Hunter got a sack, forced a fumble. Uh, the Giants did recover it, but finally got on the board eight, Eight plays, 84 yards, almost four minutes. Um, Jefferson had a 25-yard catch uh, in a 13-yard. I think Cook actually had a nice, another nice cut back. And then TJ, they schemed it up, didn't they, man? He was wide open in that end zone. Um, and he even said, you know, looking at that, that end zone, how they had that little extra purple part, he's like, wait, do I got to get in on the purple or the white? He kind of threw him off for a second, but um, – Great drive and also just another great red zone play where you're scheming a guy open. Yeah, I mean, that was a great play. You're right about the end zone thing because even I was a little confused about what's in and what's out there. Yeah. I'm glad they had that discussion. But, yeah, great pass. I thought that was a little high, but, you know, Kirk had to get rid of it. He was under pressure all day. And, uh, you know, great drive to get down there. Uh, And Jefferson's, you know, just continuing to get open, continuing to beat any kind of coverage they put on him. And like you said, you know, he's breaking these records and he's even like getting rid of the asterisks of the 17 games. You know, it's like he's exactly. doing it in 15 games. He's doing it in 16 games. And it's like, okay, well, there goes that argument. And you can just say, mm-hmm. okay, we did it in 17 games or 16 games. So, you know, it, he continues to uh, impress me. I don't want to get into the Moss. We're not there yet, people. It's a, it's a, he's in his third season. And, uh, right. Know, I can understand. A decade in. Yeah, give me a deck. Give me five, six years. I need a little more sample size. Right now, he's on pace to break everything. Um, so let him do that. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit of a shame, Chris, if you think back, he didn't start those first couple games of his career. Yeah, those Zimmer. first two games. So. Freaking Zimmer, you had to see it in training camp. You had to know what was going on. So I don't know. Uh, Zimmer probably being stubborn. I don't play rookies. Oh, he's so a rookie. Got to earn his I way got a in, rule with know. rookies. But his first game, he came on. You know, I had a great game, so. Um, but, yeah, it, like you said, it was kind of herky-jerky in the beginning. Nobody really wanted to score. Everything was kind of tight. And then, yeah, the Vikings break in and get on the scoreboard there with, with Hawkinson. And, you know, he's really become a valuable part of this offense in a, very quickly. And uh, it, it's almost like a second option at this point. Um, uh, it seems to be that way. It's look this way, look that way, see what you can do. He gets open. He doesn't catch everything. You know, he doesn't have the best hands in yep. the world, but he's got good enough hands. Right. If you put the ball on him, he's going to catch it. And sometimes he's going to surprise you with the catch. And I, I think that's a great acquisition that we picked up. Didn't really see it come. We, you, you know, we had that talk about what do we, what should we get at the trade deadline stuff? Get a tight end. I don't think we ever imagined it would be TJ Hawkinson. Um, but we thought maybe Gasicki from Miami or something would be nice. But, yeah, great acquisition, and it's really paying dividends right now. It really is, man. I mean, it's it's crazy. And you're right. Especially when Herb went, it was like, well, we're going to get one. But 
didn't think. I don't know what they were thinking, but hey, you know, it is what it is. They got a lot of talent over there, and they're going to have to pay some people in the coming years, too, at the wide receiver position. So they probably are like, well, you know, we can't get them all. We can't sign them all. Um, and the Giants, they had, you know, six plays, 24 yards, six plays, 51 yards. They they were driving a little bit, but Asamoa, the rookie, comes up, not only forces the fumble, but recovers it, which set up a nice drive. Uh, 10 play, 42 yards, over five minutes. Jefferson had a 12-yard pickup. TJ had a 16 on a nice grab. A third and three sacked uh, Cousins, almost stripped the ball. I mean, that was a freaking really – I thought for sure when he got hit like that, it was like – it looked like he was either about to tuck it or throw it. And it was like, oh, but it, it didn't it didn't happen. And so we stayed within that field goal range, kicked the field goal. It's 10-0. to zero. And then, of course, they responded. Uh, big, heavy Barkley and Jones um, scrambles and rushes. I think it was uh, Hodgins or Hodgin that got the TD on there. Nice drive, all, over five minutes as well, 10 to 7. Um, Cousins, it was a three and out. Cousins had JJ missed them on that drive. That could have maybe even at least set up a field goal potentially on that drive. Um, and they, they, you know, they, they did end up, we did end up stopping it anyway. I think it was uh, Hunter and, and Tonga that they got the sack. So you're looking at halftime, and, you know, we're pretty pretty good shape. It's 10-7. to 7. Um, Like I said, both sides of the ball doing what, you know, they we asked them to do in a sense. Uh, I think it was, we had, it's funny, we, we had 40, 11 carries, 46 yards, 4.2 a clip in the first half. We had already thrown the ball 20 times, um, and they were. It was kind of similar stats on their side at 10 to seven. Um, but then the good old third quarter came along, my friend, and uh, you know we weren't. Able, they kind of they had two drives that kind of took up some time, and um, you could also see near the end of the second, but especially in the third, not just the pressure finding a home. But then we really struggled on the run block all day, even though the numbers aren't that bad. It's like Cook had to make something out of nothing, and, and he had like three or four cuts that kind of shows you once again that he hasn't lost a step. But that that was a little – that third quarter, both rushing and uh, passing block, he was like, oh, boy, man, here's that, you know, that nap, that third quarter nap. Yeah, it really was, and you kind of anticipated it too. It's like, okay, well – Let's hope they don't come out in the third and just kind of fall asleep, but they kind of did. And the offensive line, Chris, it's, I just don't really know what to make of it at this point. You're absolutely right about the run blocking and the pass protection. I think they're a little light still, and I don't know if that fits the scheme anymore because we were always, you know, a zone running team, which I think we still are technically. But, um, sure. you know, it's it's not the tackles. We've got good tackles. Darisau's not going to leave anybody wanting for his run blocking. He's just crushing people out there. And, and uh, yeah. O'Neal's always pretty solid at. He's had a couple bad games here and there, but over the course of his career, 90% yeah. of the time, he's solid as they come. The rookie's, you know, getting better. I think he's getting better. Um, he's not stepping on anybody this, this week, but, um, no. you know, he's a rook, so give him a chance. Uh, he's played a lot better than some of the guards we've put in there other times and then Cleveland you know, he's a tackle switch to guard um I think he's playing well enough there and then of mm-hmm. course you've got your all-star center Bradbury who, whoever thought Chris like you said that we'd be asking for uh Bradbury to come back but I mean the slotman's holding up well I think he's a, a bit bigger and a bit uh can hold up some of the bull rushes a little bit better than Bradbury so you've seen that but there's still a lot of interior pressure is what I'm getting at and um and then the defense Chris just to talk quickly about that is like you notice the changes. Remember when we were talking about the Donna shell and the breakdowns and all that stuff, we said, yeah. we'll start to notice uh, changes, you know, and I think I saw on the internet where uh, o- O'Connell went to Donna tell and, you know, said, this is how right. I would scheme your defense uh, be a little less predictable. And I, I don't know if that's Ed's changes because we said, we see certain kind of changes, you know, Ed might have been relieved of some duties there. And uh, we did. We saw uh, different kinds of blitz packages that we hadn't seen. Uh, 
you know, Peter, uh, Pat P coming off the corner. We didn't see that. You see Harrison Smith yeah. down the box a little bit. You're starting to see, uh, Zadarius moving Kendrick's a little bit more. Yep. Uh, more stunts, more things like that. So is that Petten's imprint on this defense? We don't know because they won't tell us. But if, if I was asked, I would say that, that probably there's some, some more contribution there than would be normal. And it needed to happen because this defense was very predictable. And, and now to see some pressure is good to see. It helps everybody out. And, um, I think it showed up particularly in first half and, and even the second half when they start to tighten up a little bit in the fourth, they get really good in the fourth quarter. It's like, why can't you maintain that? But maybe you're, you know, making adjustments and you're figuring stuff out. So I, I think defensively it was one of the better games this year. Um, now we got to shore up, like you said, the offensive line and not getting Kirk because he took some big hits <laughs> this game. <laughs> Laughably big hits. You think he was six six two forty? you know what I mean? Like this fucking yeah. guy, man. I can remember two specifically. One when 55 just fucking flattened him uh, coming through the middle. Yeah, and he let everybody know after, too. I right. do remember that. And then the other one where he's right left side crushed. Yeah. And then I think 52, Jalen, whatever his name is, uh-huh. comes in and just, just hits him in the face as hard as he can. And Kirk's just like, oh, man. He gets up. Got like, hit low on that play, too. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, he got hit up low on there. that play. Yeah. Uh, and then the one you said where he almost fumbled, that was a comical thing. But, um, you know, thank God he didn't fumble. He tried to run away. He tried to, to get some yardage on that, and he got, uh, they got his uh-huh. – Yeah, we got to take care of this guy. I mean, he's just getting – he's just getting hit way too much and way too hard. And it's a credit to him that he's not just yelling at people out there because he stays poised, and uh, that's what you have to do. But, man, some of those hits, Chris, I'm telling you. Imagine the sidelines if this was Tom Brady. He would be just light. The, do you know who I am? Yeah, I mean, what are you guys doing? Oh my God! Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. I, I saw a stat uh, last twenty years. Right now, he's the most hit quarterback in the last twenty years, and we got two games left. So, um, yeah, we do need to uh, keep improving there, and it's just a half a second, dude. We just need a little more. We're not asking for this. Just sitting in the pocket like a college football quarterback. Dude, dude, dude. Oh, he's open five yards. We're not talking about that stuff. He's been getting hit at release so many times. And just so we don't have to throw it too early so we can be a little bit more consistent and have drives going. You know, a lot of that it just comes down to that. And then, yeah, you, you end up throwing balls earlier and, you know, or you throw them high or, you, you know, you, you do kind of get fucked up sometimes on that. So um, that third quarter was a little rough, though. Um, you know, they did, you know, get back all the way in the game, obviously, or they were, well, I guess it was 10-7 anyway. Um, but, you know, it, like you said, ne- neither team got way, you know, in front or anything like that. They got, they did end up getting up 13-10. to 10. But like you said, credit to the defense there. We'll get into that a little bit more as well. Um, but you're right. Those two drives, they only gave up two field goals, and it's not like, you know, the, the Vikes were doing much on offense there. So, that that credit to them, man. They they all we're asking is for Ben, but don't break and make some turnovers and be pretty good in the red zones. And you don't need to be, you know, top five in yards or anything like that. And like, and like you were saying, the different pressures we are seeing that, no doubt about it. Um, but they put together late third, early fourth. I think they scored nice five minute drive, twelve plays, seventy five yards. Mund got a sixteen yard. Um, I think uh, Thielen made that good PBU. This is his best play of the game. That PBU that he knocked that ball a little bit loose, so they didn't get that pick. That was a really good play. JJ got a nice uh, 17-yard pickup back to back to TJ on that drive on a third and five. JJ first down, um, just money catch and throw, and then third and five, another great throw and catch. And like you said, you're right, TJ. Doesn't have phenomenal hands. He's got good body control. He knows how to box out and all that. Um, but you're right. I think you stated that correctly where it's like if he can, you know, over the next couple of years kind of notch up a little bit better catching, that would be he kind of maybe put him in the top five category. Um, but that third and five, we had two, I think two or three third down conversions on that uh, drive, but a great touchdown drive in the actual touchdown to TJ catching it over that guy 
Yeah, it looked like a, uh, some sort of fade route, maybe some sort of wheel. Um, but that was yeah, a great I think it was catch. A wheel. Yep. That was a great catch, and that's the one where you go, okay, you know, he had to go up over a defensive back, and they kind of did a little pick thing going there, and um, came down with it. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's a great, great execution on a great play call and a great catch by Hawkinson. And that was the second touchdown of the day, so he's starting to feel right at home here. And um, yeah, it was a great play. Uh, I think that you know. You're going to see more of that because the more he builds trust with Cousins, the more Cousins is going to lay it up for him, and it's going to become a connection there. And, you know, we talked a little bit off mic, Chris, about just, you know, the roles of receivers in this offense. And uh, obviously, you know who number one is. We're not going to – that's no question there. Um, but now it's getting into, like, the, the Thielen, you know, Osborne, Hawkinson, and coming back to Irv Smith will be coming back here soon. and and where those priorities lie. And we talked a little bit about Thielen. It's like, well, everybody wants to talk about Cook. Everybody wants to talk about uh, Harrison Kendricks, Kendricks yep. and Harrison Smith and Daniil Hunter and all this losing steps talk. And, you know, it's one narrative, really. And the only person I really see, Chris, losing a step at all is Adam Thielen. Now, we talked about some of the reasons why that might be. You know, he the first couple seasons he did special teams. So as far as youth there, you know, there's a couple of years that he lost there. and um, But this season's been a little bit different for him. And it's not not only the less amount of targets, but also just kind of some of the bonehead stuff he's done. Um, I can think of a couple things like, you know, running into the tackler a couple of times. Uh, the play he made with, you know, this game where it appears none of us know what was really on the play sheet, but. It appears he was right. in the wrong place. Now we got on Rager about that a little bit, not running right. his routes, and uh, but now we got Thielen running the wrong ones, and uh, and he's just a little bit slower. He doesn't seem to have the same kind of separation that he did, um, and is some oddball things. His hands are always good. Like if the ball's there, right. he'll catch it. There's nothing, but you know, getting open is now the thing because I think, like you correctly pointed out, is like he. Kirk will throw you the ball if you're open. You know, if he sees you flash open, you're going to get the ball, whether you should or not. And uh, so, I mean, offensively, there's some things going on here where you kind of a change in the hierarchy of pass catching. But to get back to Hawkinson, it's like I think he's the number two target now, uh, yep. which I think he should be. He's, what, six foot five, something like exactly. that. Exactly. Kind of like – it's like a, a Rudolph that can block almost. As maybe Rudolph's hands are a little bit better, but um, you yeah. can use them on screens. You can do a bunch of stuff with them. So very versatile player, a great pickup, and uh, a great touchdown there uh, in the end zone. Yeah, he's definitely second. And we we tried to we've been talking about this documented a little bit here and there with Thielen, and you know he did have that knee jammy for uh, several weeks in a row where he kept leaving the game, coming back shaking it off. He's a tough dude, too. We got a bunch of, you know, it's a tough guy town, tough flares, Midwest, all that. But you're right. It does seem like, like you said, he's not getting open as much, which he was, that was like his money thing with his routes. And then the yards after the catch just barely exist anymore. Now, he'll make a bit like two weeks ago, you know, sometime in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden on third and 15, boom, first down, you know, laser into him like you said sure hands no doubt about it but there's something he is losing a step dude now maybe you know we don't know this system just yet all the way so maybe this system doesn't fit him I don't know how it doesn't though I really don't because you know you think it'd be perfect for him especially how much one-on-one looks he gets I'm not really sure I, I don't he's not creating separation I don't know we gotta he's gonna have to come down on his cap money my guess is to stay but, um, you know, hopefully he kind of turns it up. And to your point, and this is that, that, that moment where we may have been able to pull away a little bit to be a little more comfortable after we got up 17 to 13th in the fourth quarter. They had like two quick pass plays in the soft zone. You know, we're, we're used to that. But Pat P uh, got a nice pick. Tomlinson got nice pressure on that. Um, Pat P undercut that route. He actually – this is the most targets and most yards he gave up uh, of the season, but he did make some plays back. I think two or three PBUs and a nice, nice pick. Um, 
And there we were, two nice runs, actually, that got us out to midfield on a third and eight. Cook almost broke a tackle. They were sure tackling on defense there for most of it. But on that fourth and two, much like you said, we moved the pocket, which I really liked, but we turned it over on downs because, obviously, um, Thielen, the way they explained it is, there's like three options there, and he got real greedy and took the third option to go deeper like he was going to be wide open. But, he, ran. of course, you're not going to scheme two receivers that close. And if you look at the replay, it did make Jefferson just ha- ha- you know hesitate so he wouldn't run into him, and that slowed him down to where all of a sudden now the cornerback, which there's two over there now, um, it, you know, it's – it fucks up the whole play, and he right away he pointed himself, and you could see him on the sidelines. He was like, you know, he, he's clearly he, he, you could kind of see him. He he rolled, you know, his emotions are on his sleeve. So um, I will say this though, he has calmed down these last couple of years as far as on the sidelines. Um, but yeah, man, he that that was that would suck because like I said, you get a field goal there, maybe you get a touchdown, but you know, you get that separation, something we haven't been able to create, create and. You know, on one hand, we haven't peaked yet, and that is true. We haven't peaked yet, but are we going to peak? You know what I mean? It, it, is this the just a longevity peak that we've had? I don't know, but they came right back after that turnover on downs. And um, now they only got a field goal, you know, put it to 17 to 16 with six minutes left, but Barkley bobbled it but still managed to grab it and break a tackle. Uh, Sullivan tried to tackle him high on that one. Thomas or no, I think Phillips and Tomlinson uh, on second and third down both kind of plugged some holes in there, and uh, we did make them at least kick the field goal. But that's that drive where we got we got the ball back. TJ was hit hard just short of the third down that where he flipped on his hip. But those three defenders met met at the quarterback. That was rough. Um, but yeah, I mean to get that block punt. It's third and four, PBU. I think Hicks laid, a, laid the wood on that play. Um, but to get that block punt, dude, that was so crucial, and it set up a touchdown drive. A game changer. It really wasn't. It really, like, set us up to win the game. We needed to stop them. They were moving. Um, and we needed to get the ball back and get the short field. I mean, that's we didn't have all the time in the world, so. Big play by Metellus. I think they probably said, if if you see this, you know, go shoot the gap or whatever. He did it. It's a great play. Um, and, you know, we've been getting plays like that in the right times this season. That's really been the difference in, it. I guess you could say, situational football. Um, but, yeah, I mean, great play there. And, you know, puts us in position to go down and score again. Yeah, and it was uh, – we, we definitely did. Jefferson, I think, got another third down. I think it was third and ten or something. Um, made a great play with two guys near him. Um, scored, caught it, not just caught it right by the, you know, the goal line, but actually jumped on in. Um, just, just really needed at that point, obviously. So it's 24 to 16. We do have that eight point cushion, which at least forces them to go for two with three minutes left. Um, third down conversion picks up 32 yards. Big game. It's like, oh. Wow, okay, another third down. I think this is third and ten. Jones gained eight yards, then uh, Barkley on a fourth and two. And this one hurt, i got to admit. Fourth and two. Uh, Hunter, I think we may have just called the wrong play there. Yeah, they ran. coming in. Go ahead. Uh, Talk about running into a blitz. That's – Yes. We need to do that, you know. That's what you do when you know where the blitz is coming from. And you can run into it. That's what happened. Plus, you have a back that you can't really tackle up high. You've got to get low on him. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's what you're like scheming for right there. You know, that's what you want when you get blitzed. And that's what happened. I think, I was it 30-some yards for Barkley on that? Maybe even more. And I think he broke maybe three tackles uh, and went to the house on that. And then you're just like, okay. You know, you've been kind of bragging up the defense and had a little faith in them all day. and. Uh, I think you just ended up getting cute, and they, and they burned you on it. Yeah, 59-second drive. Three minutes left, 59 seconds, no problem. It's like, God damn, what the hell happened? I will say this, that, you know, like you said, schemed it up perfectly, 
and then that that throw was nasty. I'll I'll have to say uh, on that on that two point conversion because Pat P. I mean, we're talking like a fingernail away from tipping that ball. That was he held on to it, held on to it. Then the pressure, he, you know, he took a hit, and that was a good play. I, I got to give him credit for that. Um, and then the game winning drive. We had a first down uh, incompletion, two minute warning hit, third nine. New York City brought the house. I mean, they brought the whole house, and Cousins is like, all right, we've done this before. I'm going to throw it super early before Jefferson's even thinking about his break. Um, threw it up to the left of him, put it in the area kind of low. Jefferson delivered, of course. And then, um, you know, there was a couple of plays in there that was a little funky just down the stretch. uh I think Osborne didn't go out of bounds. Um, just little stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It, it is what it is. But third and 11, that catch and run by Jefferson. It, I mean, it was a great play by Jefferson to an extent, but it was really the blocking. I mean, we had four guys out there, and they only had three to tackle there. And, and that, that was just a clutch play, and it was just like last week, man. Same play. Um, and we're really – we're just switching up sides throughout the game now. In the second half, it seems like those uh, either tight end, sometimes uh, the the running back, but not as much screen. But the, the tight end screen, and especially the wide receiver screen, uh, with Jefferson, Jefferson's really coming through. Um, and, and it's set up, you know, Joseph for his fifth game-winning um, field goal, 61 yards, got iced but still went through, and he booted the shit out of that ball. I mean, that was one of his – that's his best kick of the year, obviously, but it felt like it had a couple more yards on it. Sewed up the deal at the buzzer, 27-24, and 11-0, which is an NFL record um, for, for one-score wins. And, you know, obviously hadn't lost that yet. So it's it just uh, just pretty ridiculous when push comes to shove what's going on this year. Um, but – yeah, kind of like we talked about. I, I was just like, well, at least we don't have to have this field goal, you know? Yeah, he can go out there loosey goosey, you know, <laughs> just kick, kick the hell out of the ball and see what and see what happens. That's <laughs> what he did. And you know, let's talk a little bit, Chris. I know we want to move on to this week in Green Bay. It's Packer Week, but uh, what's the difference? You know, you, I remember what last year and the year before, Chris. We're getting to these points in games, right, where it's like, well. We can we have a, a drive set up to win within two minutes, and it's just an utter right. train wreck, right? It was like Kirk couldn't get anything done. We just kind of knew that if it came down to that, there would be, you know, uh, false starts and holding calls and whatever it is that you couldn't get the first down, you couldn't move the chains. And now all of a sudden this year, obviously there's been some changes with the coaching and the scheme, um, but now we're somewhat efficient in those situations. I'm not saying we're world beaters yet. We're still not. Uh, as smooth as we should be in two minute and four minute, but we're a heck of a lot better than we were last season and the season before that, where it was just inept. And I'm wondering if that has to do with, you know, offensive coordinator. Um, it is some of its cousins, obviously more confident in what he's doing out there. And, um, I mean, and then the screens, like you're saying, it's like, uh, the tunnel screen's been working for us. Let's stick with it. I, I think the screens to cook besides the one last week, which was a, a beautiful thing. Um, we seem to be shying yeah. away from running back screens at this point in time, and we're using tight ends and and uh, receivers. But yeah, this two minute stuff is kind of a surprise to me, considering how inept we were, and we, our personnel is really not all that different than it was uh, two seasons ago. Yeah, I mean, you're right, because not last year. Last year we were good at it. It was our defense that failed, or a field goal, or a fumble, or something like that. But you're right. But before that, 2018. Um, against the elite teams in 2019, five or six of them, we couldn't do it. And in 2020, uh, especially the first eight to ten games, um, we were one and five, weren't we? I believe through six uh, in 2020, something like that. One and four, one and five. Yeah, it, 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 whether it was, we just couldn't do it. We just couldn't do it. Um, now we are better on the interior. We're not great. <laughs> we're not. At times, we're serviceable, um, but that played into it, no doubt. Um, but also, 
we are in a pass-first offense now. We threw the ball 48 times in a tight game. You know, we did, we weren't coming back last, this week. We were. We did, I mean, I guess technically we had to come back, but not by much uh, for our standards. And we still threw the goddamn ball 48 times, you know. Um, we had 19 – look at this, 19 carries, 83 yards, 4.4 a clip. Why aren't we making that 29 carries, you know? I, I do kind of wonder about that. But, yeah, I just think if we're getting away from the – the, especially when you're in the mode of run, run, pass, then all of a sudden you got to get out of it. Um, I just think in general, the, the coach is, the offensive coach is putting the players, including Kirk, in a better position. I just think that that plays into it too. And they're saying we're going to throw it way more and we're going to be more risky and we don't give a shit. And, and also the improvement of Jefferson on those 50-50 balls, because that was the only missing link coming into this season. And I remember it was that, God, was it that, what game was it where he had a couple of them, where even after the game he pointed the finger and said, you know, I could have caught one or two of those 50-50 balls, and, and that's on me. And ever since then, dude, he has caught almost every 50-50 ball thrown to him. So I think it's a combination of stuff. But also, the two-minute stuff has to do with, that's the thing, last year we would get the lead or tie and our defense would fall apart. So as far as doing all this stuff, the defense has made plays, the special teams, and then the kicker kicks the damn ball through. Sometimes you forget that we could have won on the road. I think it was, no, I think it was in regulation at Arizona, but we missed a kick. So I, yeah, I think Cincinnati it's Cincinnati as well, game one. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Cook, uh. Cook fumbled, we were right getting in field goal range, you know, and that mm-hmm. they went to the Super Bowl, you know. So I think it's just a combination of stuff, but they are saying, you know, this is a quarterback-friendly system, clearly, and they're just chucking the fuck out of the ball. Um, and, and that kind of does, you know, segue into this week pretty well. But just, you know, going a little bit further, um, we are the last three weeks, and especially in the second half, Last week's second half, and then this week's second half, but the whole game pretty much. Like you said, the pressures. We're starting to blitz more, and especially in the second half. Zadarius didn't have a great game, still managed six pressures, three hits. Hunter had a great game, two sacks, four QB hits, 11 total. They hit Kirk 11 times. Well, let's hit their quarterback 11 times. And that's what you got to come down to. you got to be able to do it. But, yeah, two sacks, seven sacks. Tackles, seven pressures from Hunter. Um, Tomlinson was on point with the pressure and just, uh, you know, doing his thing. But also, Tonga, another pickup. That guy is starting to flash at times. And the defense, I do want to give it credit. Like we said, INT, force fumble, um, Bemba don't break. And, um, I, yeah, I just think it's, like you said, the situational football we're just way better at. But, yeah, I, just, I don't know, man. I think it's scheme. I think it's a whole bunch of stuff when it comes to that that fourth quarter, last two to four minutes of drives. It just And once you get the confidence going, man, you know, it, you really get it going. And it's funny because a lot of people say, oh, you know, the Cowboys probably peaked against us. And that seems to be true. Um has Philly is Philly going to come back to the pack based off of an injured shoulder? We don't know. Not to say that we're going to get the number one seed, but just going into the playoffs, will Hurts be able to come back healthy? Um, we know the Niners are are on the way up majorly. Their offense and defensive line scare the shit out of us. We'll see. You know, that's a guy we'd have to pressure their their, their uh, quarterback in the playoffs at this point. We'd have to. There's no other way around it, but. We technically still haven't peaked. You know, now will we get better than we are this year? I, I don't know. That That's still up for debate. You can ar- make an argument on the on both sides, but I don't think – you can't say we've peaked because we haven't put together that game where we win by 13 to 16 points. So it just, continued, just continues to be that, that, that funkiness this year off of that. But I do like what I see, and I'm glad you pointed that out as far as the – they're, they're doing something different with more exotic blitzes. Glad you brought up the Pat P. I forgot about that, a cornerback blitz, which we know was Zimmer, bread and butter. They're just, I don't know, man. It's, it's Yeah, we haven't peaked, but damn, this might be just peaking for, you know, 
how I don't know what eight out of the last ten weeks. I, I don't know. It, it's still just. It's, I'm just trying to enjoy it. To be honest with you, I'm just trying to enjoy <laughs> yeah. this season much as I can, Aaron. Well, it's funny because we're not hearing all the, you know, the usual uh, complaints like, you know, they lack killer instinct and they're playing down to competition and yep. and all that stuff, which, which you're really hearing because you would be hearing that if we weren't winning, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, you know, like I said, wins cover all, all, the, all the eyesores. So you're, yep. you know, you're in a good spot. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to put your finger on. And here, you know, this is kind of going to be a test, Chris, because you, you start week one, right? You come out, you don't really blow out the Packers, but you beat them convincingly. You know, yeah. I think either the first half, second half really was nothing. We kind of put it on them the first half and then. Yeah, it was 17th at that half. Yeah. And then now we see them again here at home in the cold. Uh, they've got a lot to play for. Um, they still got the p- parts and pieces. Uh, that they need. Um, it's going to be a different team that you face, and we're a different team than we were week one. And you know, we're relatively healthy defensively at this point, um, besides yeah. that cornerback spot. But Shelley's been playing pretty well. But don't mm-hmm. think that Rodgers would love to see Duke Shelley, because um, yeah. Rodgers knows what to do with Duke Shelley. Um, and you don't forget, don't forget that it's Aaron Rodgers over there who. Not only scheme, nothing. He knows his personnel. He sees him twice a year, every year. He knows them. He knows what Zimmer did. And Zimmer always was pretty good at defending him. Um, and so you don't think you're going to get a drop pass from Christian Watson this time around. Uh, they've got fast guys with Dobbs and, and Watson. And they got uh, old Methuselah, Mercedes Lewis. I think he's been around for 20 years, like Rodgers. Um, that seems to be playing well. Uh, and then the, the other receiver kids, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lazard. Lazard, yeah, who's big and tall. So you don't want to really put Shelly on him. Um, so this is going to be a tough test going in there. Um, the weather's not going to help anything. We're indoor team. We've been at home a lot this season. Um, so, you know, I don't know how you fare here because you kind of have to beat them to squash their dreams, but it's a tall ask to go beat them. Uh, end of December in in Lambeau Field, which has never really gone well. I think I remember one game where Thielen and Diggs had a pretty good game, and we beat them in the cold. But it was a low scoring game, even that one. I I anticipate this is going to also be a pretty low scoring game, unless of course Rogers just tears up this defense, which is possible if we can't get any pressure on him. And uh, so it's hard to call this one. I like the Packers in this one. I don't want to like them because that keeps them alive. But I really think they're going to win this one. Um, one, because we tend to split with them every season, and we got ours in the first game. Sure. Um, two, they're surging, and we're kind of, you know. Yeah, their you know, backs are against the wall, too. Yeah, they're fighting for their lives here. And, uh, you know, they're desperate. We're not. I'm not going to say fat cats get slaughtered, but I'm going to say that we might not be as thirsty as them. And, plus, they're, they're still a good football team. They're still a good defense. They're awfully familiar with us. They're at home. Um, they hate our guts right now because we won the North, um, and they just hate our guts in general. So I, I like the Packers here, Chris. I, I think Dylan's hard for us to stop. He's a big, bigger back than even Barkley. Um, if they want to lay that out as Jones has always had nice games offensively and defensively, I just, you know, we might have a decent offensive game. That's what we need to beat them. If we're going to beat them, we're going to score 30, 32 points. That's how we're going to beat them. I don't see us winning 17, 16 or anything like that. If we're going to win, it's going to be us in the thirties, them in the, in the twenties. Um, and, but I see it the other way around. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, probably, uh, 24, 20, something like that. Maybe even less. Uh, the Packers eke this one out, but I think they do win. I got to see the Doppler uh, as far as the win patterns, uh, coming in for Sunday and, and that'll talk a little bit about the past game, but no, you're right. I think it was two. 2015, where the Bikes uh, <clears throat> won the division at Lambeau, but then had to turn right around and, and, and play him, I believe. No, 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 that's not right. That's not right. That's not right, because that's the, that's, the, uh, that's the Seattle game. That's what that was that year. But we did win that 2015. That was the last time we won the – well, the second to last time we won the division. Sorry, 2017 did happen. But that was the one at Lambeau where we got it done with Teddy at the helm. Um, and that in a strong ass defense, 
it's low scoring as hell, like you said. Uh, you know, Watson is questionable uh, with a hip, little hip stinger, but he is day to day, so he's going to play. It's just a matter of, you know, how effective. Same with Aaron Jones, but like you said, they got you know, they got a guy. They got a guy either way. Um, and you're right, they, he always has. Uh, it's it opened at like. About four, I saw plenty of three and a half, saw some four and a half. It's currently at minus three in favor of Green Bay. So it's a pick and game. It is 47 over under. Um, I would feel a little more confident to pick a win, but how many times the last couple weeks would be like, all right, they're giving up 144 yards rushing on the ground. And we got to be able to run the, you know, it's the same shit over, you know, every week. And, and I love me some KO. We're all in the first, you know, they're not we, but they are all in the first year of the system. There is going to be some tweaks. He's admitting, hey, I do got this guy Cook at Matson. I should have probably went to the run more. Um, but they were blitzing too. And since we can't <laughs> figure it out how to run, we, we sure make them pay with the blitz. Uh, 52% of dropbacks last week. So we did make him pay, especially to Jefferson. It's like one of, one of the top three or four, I think I read during, with the blitz, it's like the, the, the third best blitz option is go to JJ. Um, so, you know, they're giving up that they're going to run on us. That's for sure. Week one, we had 20 as a, as a unit. I think, I think Cook had 20 for 80, but we had 28 carries. 126 yards, 4.5 a clip. They're going to run, too. We just know that. They, they average, like, I think almost 30 yards rushing more than us. Um, but they're giving up 144 damn yards a game. And that's a ton. And I know I'm just like a broken record these last few weeks, but that is so many. I don't think they'll realize how many that is in the pros. That is a heat. That's horrible. So, but we haven't proven that we can just go 38 carries this game. Screw it. Uh, and grind it out. If we had already seen one of those games, I may be picking the Vikes to do it. But until we do it, I, I just don't trust it because they only give up 204 passing yards. And that's really good. So will he finally commit to a run? And, you know, we can't just go all KO because, like I said, some of the run blocking, you're like, what the fuck is I understand why we're passing more because short yardage, we're pretty shitty in it. And, and you know, we love some cousins, but, you know, as a, as a QB sneak, he's not the best uh, body prototype for a QB sneak. Um, so it's like it, it's just rough, you know. But, yeah, I'm with you. I, if we had been running the ball better, I would feel more confident. Uh, we ran the ball really well week week one, but yeah, I got, I actually have a little bit more high scoring. Uh, I got it like uh, 28, 27, 30 to 27, 30, you know, I think 28, 24, somewhere in that range. But I do, you know, I, I meet you right there with, I think we, I think they're just more desperate. Like you said, it's hard to sweep. Um, and also cousins has been lucky against them lately too. It's been three in a row. Cause last year I think he had COVID. So he didn't play. That was the only time he got our ass kicked, actually, last year. But, um, you know, are we really going to win four straight, you know, four out of the last five? I, I, it just doesn't feel, you know, like a great prediction, odds-wise. Um, and, you know, Rodgers, by the end of that game, was throwing up fucking prayers. And you know he didn't like all that. I mean, they, we were ma- meeting at the quarterback and smashing him when he won. And, and you know he's going to be like, okay, time to time to get back on these guys. Um, so I'm with you. I do think Green Bay. Good. Yeah, I was going to say, and you got KOC talking load management with some of the players. Um, That's so a very good definitely point. keeping an eye on, you know, uh, do you mm-hmm. want to throw Jefferson out there in the cold? And, uh, you know, they, of course you have to to some degree, but it, let's say he sat Jefferson. I don't think Vikings Nation would freak out. I think it would be like, oh, okay, that's kind of smart. Um, you don't really need the game, but you want to keep up with seeding and you want to obviously beat the Packers. And, but let's say the Packers jump out 17 nothing on you. You start, you start pulling guys back and just to concede at that point. I mean, what do you do here with some of your guys that are in this, you know, irreplaceable, like Jefferson and, and, uh, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, let's say Cousins gets yeah. nicked up a little bit. You sit him down, put Mullins in there. What do you do? In case uh, something like that, let's say you, you get down twenty-four nothing, or you're down twenty-four three, and it's just not going your way, and it's not halftime yet, you know what? Do, what do you do? 
in that situation. So that'll be interesting to see because I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you just get, you know, uh, blown out of the building again. It seems to be how we lose. If we're going to lose, it seems to be how <laughs> yeah. it goes. So, um, so it'll be we'll interesting lose. to see how that works out. And then let's say you do lose to Green Bay. Well, what does that mean for the next week? Can you sit people or do you have to go at it because you're going for the – for a right. seeding thing, because I don't think any of us want to turn around and face Green Bay unless we face them at home as the week uh, week one playoff opponent or or oh, whatever the situation. Yeah, no um, matter what, we got one at home. Yeah, so I mean, it's an interesting little thing going on here, but you know, I just think that they're a little hungry here, Chris, and they need a little yeah. bit more. And they're a good football team when they get their crap together. And if you have Rodgers, you got a chance, and he's not done yet. I mean. Yeah, he's got some left in him. And you're right, he got beat around here pretty bad at week one, and probably he's got a bad taste in his mouth. So, I, like I said, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. It could possibly be. I'm not, but I, I just think, you know, you're going to lose this one. Cook, you know, he'll break off a run. He always does in Lambeau, oh, like a good 70, 60 yard or something like that. Oh, so you will get you're running right. yards, sure. but you won't get the sustained, you know, six yard chunk, seven yeah. yard chunk, eight yard chunk. You won't get that. You'll get, uh, a bunch of nothing and then a, a lot of, you know, maybe a couple of really long runs, and that's probably how you'll get your rushing yards. But on their end, you know, Dylan's going to get the five yards, the six yards, the, the seven yards. Yeah. And he gets harder to tackle, and it's middle of winter, and, you know, it, it's just not a recipe for success, I don't think. Yeah, and the best win they have is the Cowboys uh, early November in overtime. Um, they don't really have – a great win beyond that. Um, but, you know, even when they, you know, if you look at, they lost back-to-back games after that to Tennessee, but then, you know, at Philly, 40-33, to they gave them a good one. They won three in a row. Now Miami has faltered. I think they've lost four in a row. So what, you know, but that was still on the road, and it was with the starting quarterback, whereas we didn't face the starting quarterback. The Rams look good this last game, but they, you know, they, they were pretty shaky there too, but they're, they've been in a lot of games, even losing 23 to 21, 15 to 9, 27, 22, you know, they're, they're pretty tight freaking games. So yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, we're, and I actually think it will be close because aren't we due to lose a tight game? I mean, we just set a record. For the most of them with 11 and we, we're 11 and 0. So yeah, that shit, I'd rather have it now than in a couple of weeks. Um, but one more thing, we do have the pinstripes, uh, you know, Yankee Stadium game, my, uh, Miami, Minnesota, Syracuse. Syracuse, uh, doesn't have their star running back. We do. Doesn't have their best, uh, offensive tackle. Um, they're missing somebody else too. They've they're a good club, you know. They they started out six and zero or seven no six and zero, got ranked pretty high. Kind of came back to the, to, you know, to to the pack, no doubt about it. But they're kind of all purpose running pass. Um, but they just bleed the rushing game. They they do get their last win was against Boston College and Boston College. Let's just say it's not the Doug Flutie Boston College. You know, it's it's they they're they're bad this year. So we should win the game, but with those guys missing, it's up to ten points now. It opened at six and a half or six. We had been holding steady at like seven and a half and eight for a while, but now that we know more about the game, ten point favorite. I'm not one hundred percent sure about that winning by like that, but I do like the Gophers to get this dub. We talked about this before we hit record. It's kind of cool. Fleck was saying like 95% you know, of the players haven't been to New York City. They're really pumped about it. So pumped that they're going to – like eight, he said like 80% of them are staying through the New Year's. And that's cool. That really shows you some team unity to, to all want to stay there. And, you know, that also shows, hey – these guys deserve it. They, they work hard in college, and this is a big business, and it's cool now that they can use some of that money that they get. Uh, even if you don't have a major sponsorship, you still get money per month, you know. Um, so you get to use that money for some fun stuff, especially when you're in your teens and early 20s. So that's pretty cool. But I do expect a win, 
and it would be nice to get that ninth win back-to-back nine-win seasons, which is nothing to sit there and take it, you know, act like it's nothing for Gopher football. So we would have had an 11-win season uh, in in back-to-back nine, three out of the last four years. I'd take it. Yeah, I'd take it, too. It's the Big Ten's not getting any easier, man. And um, nine-win seasons are what we used to dream about, and I'm not going to – Complain one second about it. Yeah, it would have been nice to beat Iowa. Would have been nice to beat Purdue. You get eleven wins, and it's a different thing. But you know what? It's not Bowling Green. It's not you know these are these are Big Ten programs. Um, so uh, and Iowa, you know, Iowa's Iowa. So I don't. You know, that's a whole different subject. But yeah, the Pinstripe Bowl. I expect them to win, not just because the guys are out, because the Gophers tend to play well. And bowl yeah. games. I mean, they just they maybe they're more organized than the next squad. Maybe it's not a celebration to them. Maybe take it seriously or whatever. But you know that, that's how they tend to be this time of year and finish off seasons. And um, you know, so I expect them to go and and win uh, this game as well. Uh, you know, I think everybody's playing. Like you said, I think we got a running back and everybody else. I don't think everybody's sitting out. That's not how our quote unquote culture and program works. Um, and you know, it seems to be on the up or at least steady, uh, as a program. And we wrapping up the season here. It's like, well, you know, it'll be a change next year. Quarterback, uh, that could be a good thing or bad thing. And, you know, I think Ethan still has to technically win the job. I think there's some freshmen and stuff coming in, but I mean, I think it's pretty much his and I liked what I saw. I, I thought yeah, it's his. throwing him out in, in the whiteout at Penn state was, you know, Probably not the greatest thing, but uh, I don't think they had a lot of alternatives. I think Tanner was pretty hurt at that point. Was that the case? I think it was such yeah, October yeah. or something. So, you know, he yeah, had to go in there and do it. But, you know, it wouldn't have been <laughs> much different. It was a wildcat all night or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so, I mean, I think he, w- he got his baptism under fire. And, you know, Fleck always says you got to fail to succeed. I think that's true for most things in life. And, so it's looking good. I, there's a lot of complaining about Fleck and a lot of complaining about this and that. But I think he's run a good program. It's competitive. It's uh, it's a solid college football program. It's Thank God. You know, respectable yep. program. You, Chris, you and I and many other people uh, sat through some really embarrassing and tough years, especially, particularly when you're a college football fan. And your uh-huh. university that you want to root for is forcing you to find a different university. To, yeah, to, for when to, the uh, yeah, the playoffs come and the big games throughout the season come, right? We got to have right. someone else to root for. So let's not lose perspective here, and you know, don't throw the baby. Obviously, you want to make the next step, um, and you yep. want to get to the Big Ten championship and have a Rose Bowl and and all that stuff. And no one's saying you can't have that. It's just not wasn't this season. You know, so let's lace them up next season and give it another shot. Yeah, I mean, I really like the three years of eligibility this young quarterback has. He's got a big arm. He's not afraid to sling it. That's for sure. He's got a ton of confidence. Probably too much, but that's good, especially as a young player. And like we said during the season, it's a true run option. And that that is so much. He's got a little shimmy on him. Got a little size on him, going to get stronger. Um, you know, at Penn State, like you said, at Wisconsin, threw for 300 yards. Um, that's a loud-ass stadium, too. At Nebraska, down 10-zip, which in the Big Ten, with those, you know, with the style of offense we were doing this year, uh, you got to come back from that, and he did lead the charge there. So, I mean, you can really see slowly but surely, even that Rutgers game where a couple times we got a nice, you know, key first down with the pass, and we were passing early to run late, and they're 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 definitely believing in them because they're they're stockpiling either veteran guys, one that's going to be a, a grad transfer for one year, one that's going to be here for two years at least, two or three years, and then five new receivers to go along. You know, I really like how they're applying the pressure. To some of these guys that have been here for a couple of years, and we know, uh, you know, Autumn Bell, God bless him, but you know, he, the last two years he's had a problem with injuries. So if he gets injured again or something, we can't just be like, oh, our season's done now for passing. And, and he knows that uh, Fleck, and, and and he did make a good point recently. Um, you know how he said, dude, we had, 
you know, 2,000 yard receivers. So when we feel like we can take advantage of that, we will. But they, the quarterback, once, you know, Autumn Bell left or was out, he clearly didn't trust the other receivers, didn't trust his throw. And then at times the receivers weren't in the right spot. They were dropping balls. I mean, it hasn't been pretty this last two years, really, at wide receiver. So um, I love how he just added to that um, room. And it'll be interesting to see. I can almost guarantee you, kind of surprised one of them haven't left yet, if not two of them. But I think after spring, works, one or two of them are going to leave. You know, it is what it is. That's just how it's going to go. But I like that he's not afraid of, like, you know what? These guys have been here a couple of years, and they're not producing. And I want to pass more. So we got to do this. So he's, he's identifying the problem. He admits it. And now, you know, and I get it, man. If you can't pass that well, shit, we can run. Let's just grind this one out. But you can't keep doing that. And when we got a guy who's going to be able to throw the damn ball for three years, um, now is the time to start by wide receiver because it's hard to get top-notch four stars here because we run so much. So, And you can only go back to 2019 so many times, you know, uh, to say, yeah, but, hey, we, we threw that year. Yeah, well, look who we had as our top two guys. Any last words there, sir? Uh, no, I hope everybody had a great Christmas or at least the one that you can stand. And, um like I said, it's been a cool gopher season and, and it'll, you know, I'm pretty satisfied with the program. And so I just want to see it get better and maybe reach some new echelons. And uh, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, I think it's uh, got a little bit more pickup in uh, listenership lately. So I'm happy to say that, uh, that it's, that that's the case and uh, appreciate it. And thank you. There you have it. We'll be back next week. Let's go beat the Packers. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.